0: Welcome back to Turf Talk Happy New Year Aren't we all glad to see the end of that shit show And nothing has changed Nothing has changed here either I'm still Lewis Tomlinson On the other end of the line That's still James Watson What a jolly way to start the year
1: (laughs) Happy New Year to all our listeners
0: Uh, It's nice to be back First pod back of, of
1: this year And Yeah, it's not exactly been a flying start Has it? We're all locked down uh, can't go anywhere, uh, all the race has been called off due to the weather, and hopefully this podcast uh, will provide a bit of sunlight in these horrible times.
0: I am being inspired though, Jim.
1: Hey, oh, Inspired?
0: Yeah, I, I think I'm going I'm to paint my face <laughs> in in the silks of Rich Richer, and find some sort of fucking stupid hat with horns on, <laughs> and I'm going to storm choke them if they don't let us in. <laughs> Well, I'd pay a lot of money to see that It clearly worked in America I'm sure it'll work in Cheltenham Uh, Before we get into talking about this weekend's racing uh, There's a Lanzarote An actual good Lanzarote For probably the first time in my life And the Welsh National Uh, We're just going to go through our our thoughts on uh, The four championship divisions at this stage of the season Reflect on what we saw over the Christmas period as well. I know we're a little bit late. We did actually have a, a two recording days scheduled before, and short notice, Jim's been quite ill. Uh, I had short notice work, so it's a little bit it's a little bit later than we'd have liked to have been. So sorry for making you all wait. Hopefully, it's worth it. Uh, and we'll just start on really the staying chasers. So the King George was won by on fantastic ride right from Bryony Frost horse who still probably doesn't quite get the credit he deserves from a lot of quarters. Myself included a lot of the time, to be fair. Aplu went and won the Savills Chase in Ireland. And the other Savills Chase was won by Alboon Photo, as it always is. Uh, Jim, I guess we go to the King George first. (laughs) Great performance from Frodo. Really nice from waiting patiently as well. His first run for over a year in second. Disappointing from Clander's elbow. Disappointing from Cerny. I felt it was fine from Santini. But surely this has no effect on the Gold Cup.
1: It shouldn't do. And, and on paper, it had the credibility to sort of have something to stand out on, on the form page to show uh, which is the best horse in England to go towards the Gold Cup. And it's genuinely left me none the wiser. Um, Prodon was a superb winner of the King George given, I don't think, Brandy Frost I, I know there's a lot of haters for Brandy Frost out there and I think it's very, very unnecessary um, but I thought her ride on this did all the talking that she could have done, I thought she got everything right, I I, I was surprised to give her that much uh, rain out in front, she dictated the race, She clever bit of race riding to keep uh, Gavin Sheen out of it I know she's got a couple of days but to win a King George, you do whatever you can to win. Um, and I, I thought that was a clever piece of riding. I thought she got thrown in a perfect rhythm, jumped perfectly. And I I wasn't too fussed about the result in the end. I was quite, normally after a King George, I'm normally very disappointed or absolutely ecstatic. But I was satisfied with the, with the King George. I know, I know it wasn't the result people were expecting, but I thought, Fair do, fair do. Frodon's put up a pretty decent performance.
0: Career best. Yeah,
1: you'd have to say. And, there's, and we've said this many times, career best, career best, but he just keeps smashing the walls down and who knows where the limit is now. He, he just keeps finding performance upon a performance every time and I, I, I don't fancy him for the Gold Cup but I really wouldn't be surprised if he ran a cracker.
0: I'm glad you touched on a the state of Brian as It's one of the most baffling things on the planet for me. Because you see the exact same people when it's Ryan Moore. Ryan Moore doesn't talk to anyone. What a bastard! And then Brian E. Frost talks too much. What a bastard! Can't do right for doing wrong, can you? You know, personalities are personalities. Uh, and Brian, I, I maintain Brian is very, very good for the sport. People who are engaging and want to talk. It's always a good thing in promoting us. We are still a fringe sport. You know, in terms of on going forward, Jim, this is a bit of a dilemma, isn't it? He's the best prize 16 to 1 for the Gold Cup. He'll be further than he's ever gone before. Obviously, he did win a Cotswold two years ago. But Paul Nichols decided to drop him back in trip for the Ryanair. He's the same prize, best prize 16s to win the Ryanair. Where would you be leaning?
1: You'd have to go Gold Cup. You'd have to be absolutely lunatic to try and go for the Ryanair, in my opinion. You've just won the King George, staying on fairly strongly. We'd, we'd seen um, on in that handicap make all over three mile one and, and didn't look like stopping at any stage. I, t- I think you've got to be a pretty lunatic to go Ryanair.
0: Yeah, I can buy that. I, can buy that. I wouldn't be as as emphatic on that because is he not just a likelier winner of the Ryanair than he is of the Gold Cup? I find it much easier to buy him winning, winning the Ryanair this season than him winning the Gold Cup. Even though I actually think the Gold Cup is a little bit more open this season, yeah. I, 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 still think, I still think the standout anti-post-grade one bet at the Cheltenham Festival comes in the Ryanair, which is Min. Yeah, and I also think that the Ryanair this year,
1: as much as... Uh, who wants to win a Ryanair, could be one of the hottest renewals
0: we've seen for years. I agree. I agree entirely. Waiting patiently, he's also six scenes for the Ryanair. That was a fine run from him. I I don't want to feel like I'm having a a dig at waiting patiently because I like him and he's good, but I just worry he's not a horse who takes much racing. And is he just going to be the sort of horse who's going to keep eye-catching and being a little bit of a wise-guy horse every time he runs. It was brilliant, to be fair. He was brilliant at Kempton, but I'm just not quite sure how often I think he'll win. It'll be
1: interesting to see if they do go to Cheltenham. I see he's got the three entries, uh, Champion Chase, Ryanair and Gold Cup, because he's never been. No, he so, hasn't. And most of his form's on flatter tracks, so it would be interesting to see how he'd, how he'd take to Cheltenham.
0: Those in behind Jim clanders Obo just just disappointing really. It's 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 a race that should see him to best best effect, that has seen him to best effect the last two years. It was a good reappearance at Haydock. Never on a go with day, St. Calvados. I felt that was fine. Uh, nice building, but he's going to the Cotswold next apparently. As is Santini, who I was happy with in fifth. Ran like you'd expect Santini to run round Kempton. Ran the same race as he did when he ran in the Court Stadium as a novice. And we saw a much improved Santini, uh, two years ago from, uh, from Kempton to Cheltenham. I expect we see the same here. I, I, I think he's not a poor price at 7 to 1 for the Gold Cup. Sorry, 11 to 1. I, I was, in, in my idea, he ran the most promising goal t- t- cup trial of anything there, if because he it was circumstances that could have shown him get his ass handed to him, and he didn't.
1: Yeah, I, I I think Santini's run was satisfactory. You knew what you were going to get from him. You sort of expected what happened, and it, it just did exactly what he did. His jumping was a bit iffy for me. I I really focused on his jumping so much. Um, but it was it was in and out. It wasn't perfect. Um, I still can't be having him. I, I, I just think he's slow. Um,
0: slow horses I, win gold cups.
1: They do. My next point on this race is did you say on was 16 to 1 for the gold cup?
0: He is best priced on Oz Checker
1: at the minute. I'm not now, sure which
0: firm with. I can find out.
1: Now there's certain betting companies that have priced up Lost in Translation at 16 for the gold cup as well. Which I think, and I'm a massive fan of him, and I'd love him to go and win a gold cup. I think he's a tremendous animal, as everyone knows. But surely it should give a bit of leeway on his price. His form this season shows nothing for him to be a sixteen to one shot in a gold cup. His form shows you to be a thirty-three to one shot in the gold cup. If he reproduces his form from last year, he, he could quite easily be a ten to one shot. But Due to the fact of this season's awful performances, and I know there was an excuse at Kempton, it, he still pulled up, um, went out like a light. <laughs> Obviously, there's a problem. The connection's trying to fix it. I'm sure it will be fixed, and he'll be back for the Denman. But I just think it's a ludicrous price for the used to have in him at 16s in places. There, there is 33s around with other companies, but it really puzzled me the other day to think he was
0: such a short price. Yeah, to be fair, Jim... The list of the ones I him at sixteens, red zone, ten bet, Sport Nation. At uh, uh, I mean, let, let's not be. We'll take your money if you want. You know, we'll take your money. But the Mickey Mouse firms. They were uh, the other
1: day for me when I when I was building this point together. Um,
0: who was it that
1: I had Brooks, Coral Paddy Power bet three six five all sixteens about two. Oh,
0: They've all pushed him out. You can get 33s, all with Hills and Betfair about loss in translation for the Gold Cup. It's a shame because, let's say, we both really like lost. You know, you're borderline you obsessed with him, but just a little bit. It's got to be a just watch next time out, mate. Surely, you know, bleeding's not anything you like to see in a horse.
1: No, it's not. And uh, I'd absolutely love it if he won the Gold Cup. I'd probably cry, but. Um... It's, it's looking less and less likely and hopefully they can get him back on track.
0: He so, has bounced back before.
1: He has. He's, he's done it many a time and everyone was saying in that King George, they were talking about the top three in the market, well, top two surname and Clandy Zobo and saying, but if Lost in Translation appeared, they really will not be surprised. He, he will bounce back. I'm 100% sure of that. What would you
0: do with surname? Um... That's a
1: very good question. Uh, I'd I'd go to the Ascot Chase, try and boss that. I think he needs to boss a race. Um, I'd probably miss sidestep Cheltenham and go for the uh, bowler entry.
0: Yeah, I could see that completely. That makes sense. Although, surely they have less reason to dodge Cheltenham now than they did before, but. Another inexplicably poor run from surname, not for the first time. Over in Ireland, we saw a great finish. Apluta getting up to get the better of uh, of Kenboy and Mellon. non completions though from the reigning champion in that event, Delta Work, and from the favourite, Manella Indo. Probably the best field you'll see assembled outside of Cheltenham this season. The one did it well, though, really, really good stage of performance, which was where my question mark about him was answered. It like contender for the Gold Cup, do you think?
1: I see. I, I've had a couple. Of, well, like you said, we had some time to think about uh, what we were going to say on this, so we've I've had quite a bit of time to reflect whether Apolita was good enough, well, whether that performance was good, and I think this chucks him right in the Gold Cup picture. Um, I know they rolled him as if he wasn't going to stay the three miles, but the way he hit the line and the way he finished, certainly wouldn't have a stamina doubt at three miles. Three mile two, maybe, but it'd be a risk I'd be willing to take. Um, We saw him in 2019 um, finish behind Delta work over three miles. Now, at the time, he wasn't an old horse, was he? Um, He'd just come off the back of um, winning at Cheltenham in that Close Brothers, and he was only five, he's now seven, I I, I wouldn't have as much stamina question marks now after this race than I did before, which I know that's a stupid thing to say, but I I think this chucks him right into the picture, and it'd be interesting to see what Henry de Bromhead does with him, because he's got Manila Indoor, who he's had from the start, knowing that the Gold Cup's going to be the target. It's going to be interesting to see whether they give Aplu one more run and Manela Indo a run, and, uh, because they, they won't want them to clash. And he's the, he's the unexposed one at the, at the trip, and I'd rather him be off, at, be off now and not race till Cheltenham, so there'll be less question marks until the day um, than running before and see what
0: happens. If you
1: get me.
0: I agree. I think we I don't think we'll see our out again before Cheltenham. No. And if we do, it might be in a two and a half miles, something like the you know, something like the King of Bray or the Red Mills, rather than the Irish Gold Cup. Mm. That would be what I'd expect. I'd expect the Irish Gold Cup to be Monoley's retrieval mission. Sorry, not Monoley, he's in, out injured the season. In Manila Rindos. Retrieval mission. I think Menela Rindo's a fairly decent proposition for the Golf Cup best price ten to one. I wouldn't yeah. be put off yeah. by that. Because there is a big disparity. Album thought it was the best price four to one favourite, and then Menela Rindo tens, Santini elevens, Aploutar twelves, and Champ, who might end up going being you know, almost be second favourite by default. He is, he, especially if he won't uh, turns up in the cotswold and shows that well. He's almost doing a bit of a native river two or three years ago where he's just short shortening and his credentials are, are being enhanced by others not living up to explan- uh, expectation.
1: Yeah, um, I, I'd have to agree with that. It, it, truth will be in the Cotswold, will it, for champ. Um, Manila window's a fair price, I think. Um, I'm presuming they're going to have another run um, because obviously it wasn't satisfactory last time. I know it. What it was, it really wasn't like him though. He, he never normally makes many jumping errors, and he just seemed to give way. It was a bit of a surprise to me,
0: really. Yeah, it was. It, it was a bit of a, a strange role. Delta Work Again, hasn't quite been at it this season so far. He's the best price thirty three to one for the Gold Cup, which again I look at and I think it's a bit, a bit insulting for a horse who was a multiple grader winner last season. All right, arguably a bit disappointed in the Gold Cup, but still ran a, a fine enough race. Did he finish fifth, I think? Uh, he did. There's not, been, there's not been much to make you you know, to grab your attention yet. He, he's surely not, you know, more than £5 away if he's at his very best. He won't be more than £5 away if he's at his very best. Uh, I think that's a little bit overpriced. i I, I want to take on Album Photo at this stage just because of the prices of the opposition. You know, I, I can't be having Santini almost triple Album Photo's price given how close it was between them last season. But I, you know, saying that Album Photo is still the likeliest Gold Cup winner. Before we talk about him, just briefly uh, touch on Ken Boy and Mellon.
1: I thought they were two really, really good runs. Um, I'd both like both of them to run in the Ryanair. Um, it's not that I don't think they'll stay the trip, I just think that would be a, a, a better prospect for them. Um, we saw what Mellon did last season um, behind Sam Crow in the marsh. I think he'd give a very, very good spin uh, in the Ryanair. I've been a t- I have been like the t- the tactics on Ken last time. They went and dictated with him and tried to push him on. And... Uh, was it David Mullins was on board him? he uh, was uh, he gets on really well with Ken Boy and he won um, the Savills on him in 2018 and I like the fact they went forward with him and I think they've been holding him up a recent time and D- David gets on really well with him and I, I hope that I, I, no matter where they go I hope that they try and racing forward and keep David on board.
0: Yeah, that, that's a fair point. And that's the most impressed I've ever been with Mellon as well. If I'm honest, he's, he's, look, his, his record at grade one level is consistent enough without, you know, he's still yet to win a grade one. Uh, unfortunately, that's just probably where he is. A fraction below uh, the very, very best. I can see him going very well in the Rhino. Yeah,
1: he's the perfect bridesmaid, isn't he? Um, you've got to feel a bit sorry for him. One day he'll have his day, and hopefully I'd like him to go to the Reiner. I think he'd get a good spin on him round there.
0: Yeah, I was, I was like I said, really really impressed by him <laughs> at Town. I almost have wanted to take out of the race and me, looking like he'd be better over shorter. And, uh, yeah, best price, 12 to 1 for the Ryanair. Wouldn't put anybody off. Briefly, mate, album photo won the album photo race. Uh, the best one he's ever come out with, really. Best performance in that race in terms of winning distance, 19 lengths from a cappella bourgeois. Some people said they didn't like this so I don't know why.
1: Do you know why it was his most impressive because they ran over 140 yards more than what he usually does, so what other was were that knackered. Uh, have you read about this? It's, it's an absolute
0: shock. Yeah, yeah I've, I've seen it. it was uh, Simon Rowland uh, was playing Inspector for that, and yeah, it's uh, it's not great viewing races being run by such. races being run over such uh, different distances to what they're advertised over. And HRI's response to it was a little bit like. Well, what do you want us to do? <laughs> <laughs> but it's racing, isn't it? You know, we, we're the most amateur professional sport on the planet. Uh, Jesus Christ, it's, a, it's half a shambles, isn't it? Looks in good health. And like I said, we've just got a horse who is unusually suited to the Tesla gold cup provides. I don't think I'd back him at 4-1 to one yet. If he's out on the day... Potentially. I've got him in multiples at fours. I, I,
1: because I really want him to win three gold cups, and I know it won't happen. Well, it might, it might happen, but I never thought in my lifetime I'd see a horse that would try and win three gold cups. I, th- I thought that would be a very rare thing. And now we've got an opportunity to. I'd love him to. And as much as, as, much as his price is short, I'll be cheering for him no
0: matter what. Becoming the fifth horse to win three gold cups. Can you guess who the other four are, Jim? Well, one won more, one, one more than three. <laughs> um,
1: best mate? Yes, spot on, mate. Um, let's have a think. We could, we could be here for absolutely hours. Um, Golden so she, Miller Golden Miller got five. Uh,
0: five? Oh crikey Oh Arkel he's got to win him Arkel ah, cool, yeah and the <laughs> <Jesus>. last one <laughs>
1: um
0: I don't know the last one Uh Cottage Rake I wouldn't the, have got that one in the in the 19, late 1940s he won his last one in 1950 for Vincent O'Brien Uh <laughs> Welcome back to Mastermind. <laughs> uh, moving away from the Gold Cup picture, we'll stay over fences for the champion chase. The, put, uh, the big race at Leopardstown. I can never remember what it's called. It changed the name. More. The Paddy, Rewards The you know, Rewards, Rewards Club. Paddy Rewards Club. It used to be the dialer bet when I was growing up. Uh was one impressively by Shaq and Paul Swar. The Desert Orchid, Nubi Negra, turning over Altium. I guess they, they're the two races that are most relevant. I don't think we learn much from Ireland.
1: I don't think we learn much from England either, to be honest. Um, Shaq and Paul Swar just did it, didn't he? Um, he's been threatening to just put up a really good performance for a couple of years now, and uh, and I know he has put uh, some up. Looking at that Dublin Chase, he beat Min last year, and, um,
0: that's, and that was better than the Champion Chase.
1: It was. Uh, he was just lacking in the race last year. Obviously, got the injury before, um, and he's he's eleven to eight, which is a short price for a horse that's missed the last two festivals.
0: It is, but again. Gets out of
1: one piece, he goes off on Yeah. It's a funny race to championships because there's not a lot you can awfully fancy, but yet just solid old politologues in there at 60s and you know he's going to turn up and you know what he's going to do. Uh, I read pieces on, on Twitter the other day that people won't show on him on good, proper ground, which is something I never thought of. But he has a lot of good form and soft. Um, and he's got a, a not much decent form on good ground. So it would be interesting to see um, what
0: happens uh, with him on the day with the ground. As an anti-post bet, Jim, you can get 7-1 to one about Politolog just with Skyvet. Is Politologue each way a better anti-post bet than Shaq and Porsoir to win? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, yeah, I'd say
1: so. I'd rather have Politologue each way. I tell you, I'm... I'm i'm still of the opinion that Grenatine is still a bit of value at forties. I think he ran well last time i think he, he's a, he's still a young horse he's still got a bit of progressing. I still think he's a bet at forties
0: i think i, I don't i don 't quite see that mate i i think grenatine is has improved this season. You know, did well in the Holden Gold Cup, just not quite sure whether he's quite at the very top level yet. Shaq and look, I, th- I think he's pretty much a banker. If if he gets early, he was probably the best two-mile Chaser last season. You know, obviously missed Cheltenham through injury. Still never been to Cheltenham, which is a minor question, Matt. And, you know, he's, he's clearly n- not the most robust of animals. But the engine he has is ridiculous. It- I don't buy the fact that uh, people think he's a weak finisher, he wins his race before the final furlong, so it doesn't matter to me. I'd you know, I'd rather him be tiring and get home in front than, than be staying on too late and looking good at the finish. Probably, Jimmy, he'd, he'd beat the other standard setters in, I- in Ireland, No Book, and put the kettle on. They've both done well this year. Beat them fair and square, solid, no reason why they should uh, reverse the form. Shaq and possos form coming into the race was better than theirs. Confirmed he's a better animal than either of them. Put the kettle on, and be aiming at the Mare's chase, to be fair, because she might actually win that. I don't think she'll win the champion chase. Nothing much else to say about Ireland other than, you know, fingers crossed can gets her in one piece. Yeah,
1: that's the only thing.
0: I did find out the other day as well what his name means. And I've forgotten it. <laughs> it, it oh, it means every man for himself. Roughly. Translates as that. Who back in the day was an half-decent or weather horse when I was first getting into <laughs> uh, The more you know, the further you go. England, Jim. The Desert Orchid. Altior. Back. Sent off odds against... And beaten by the outsider, Dan Skeltons, Nube Negra. They're both twelve to one to win the champion chase. I love Altiot. Yeah. He's a bit slow now, though, is he not? He yeah, was he- always a bit slow even when he was even when he was brilliant. He was never the world speediest 2 Milo. And I think he's been done by a progressive speed type, who I don't think will be as well suited by Cheltenham as he was to Kempton.
1: Yeah, I have to agree. Uh, I think the Ryanair's looking like more of an option to him than the champion chase. He just looked sort of, he just looked like he was completely out of breath coming around for home, and uh, the wheels were spinning, but weren't going very fast. Uh, New Bay Negro was absolutely cruising, uh, a complete upside in form. We saw him last season in novices, second to Rouge Biff in the Kingmaker, and, uh, second to Esprit de L'Arge in the Henry VIII. Um I, I'd, I just really didn't know what to take from this race. I, I, I thought everything sort of, it, I, I really left scratching my head at this. I, I, so Royal was never travelling at the beginning, and that's really not like him. Um, the only excuse I could possibly think is he's been on the go fairly early this season, had quite a few runs. Um, Rouge Viff just wasn't fluent at all. Chute de Genevre was the same. And New Bay Negra was almost like just chucked the race um, to the fact that Altior was just looks really tight he's over jumping again people make this quite a noticeable thing that wow look at the way he jumps over a fence it's massive that's not good in a two mile chase around Kempton you need to be low and efficient and get away from the fences quickly and he just he just never did it
0: it's never been a particular strength of his No it's not He's a good jumper A good jumper But not an Exceptionally quick Pinpoint accurate one You know Gets over his fences Well Efficiently enough But not 10 out of 10 You know uh, I I love him to bits But he won't be winning A champion chase This season on that evidence He was flat to the board A long way from home To his credit And as you'd expect from him Stuck it out well, kept trying and he did manage to stab uh, stab Nabford <laughs> from, <laughs> from 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 de Geneva. Uh by the way Is this just a division where walking I guess, at the fringe players, at the start of the season, you know, people kinda of coming in, and, oh is this could this be Duke de Duke de Geneva returning? Could he be a player? Could Rougeviv be a player after he you know after he won first time up? The disparity between the very, very good ones and the level below in the two-mile chasing division at the minute is massive. It's absolutely yeah. massive. Uh, the Gold Cup last season, you could have made a realistic case of about 10 of them. I think you can make a realistic case for two. Shaq and Porsoir or Politolo will win it. Yeah. And Politolog is sevens and the
1: others 15 to eight, so you know what I'd rather have. Yeah, but
0: I, mean, I think Shaq turns up he slaughters him. Probably does. Staying over two miles, Jim. We'll talk about the hurdles. Oh, it's painful. It's really painful to me to be looking at all and saying silver streak tens. After Jim Watson said to me, "You've already got two champion hurdle bets on. Don't back silver streak." <laughs> <laughs> don't, you, don't
1: you put the blame on me? Are you?
0: I'm not. I'm a, I'm a man with free will, but I'm just. I'm just. I'm just repeating the, the little devil on my shoulder. Oh no, what a nightmare! But what a lovely, lovely animal, and I was cheering him on as he got the better of Patton. This makes the division spicy. Charger also gaining a first, uh, sorry, a third consecutive win in the Matheson Hurdle, getting the better of Aspire Tower. Soire, uh, Abacabras in behind there as well as the Stalvey. I mean, it's, it's gone from looking at a division that's home and host to one that's a little bit of fun.
1: Yeah. Um... Epitont being beaten by um, Silver Streak. I tell you what, that brought some of the greatest satisfaction to me on Boxing Day. I had great fun cheering me on Silver Streak. Um, I was so happy he finally got his day in the sun, and hopefully it won't be the last. 10 to 1 Silver Streak. What could go wrong? Each way, I think he's a solid price. Uh, I know he could have had 33s, but. Hey ho, you bite the bullet. At least you know he's in good form. Um, Epiton, hit a couple. Never really travelling. It was it was a a funny performance, and the zip didn't seem to be there. Um, she does get buzzy quite a bit, and she just didn't really seem to have that buzz at Kempton, which would be a slight worry. People that are saying she's a cracking price now, um, I, I think you're a lunatic. Uh, on that performance she just wasn't right and it would be interesting to see how she bounces back uh, in Ireland the most impressive horse I I thought in this division was Aspire Tower I thought he ran with a lot of credit and I'm not a massive fan of five year olds running the champion herd, as I've talked about many times but I thought it was a good performance just getting beaten by Charger um, didn't really jump very well jumped a bit out to a uh, out of, to, I think it was to his right, um, and stayed on well enough in the end. Um, he's already got the beating of Abacadabras, who was my original fancy at the start of the season. Who was disappointed uh, in the Mattison, um, but I think Aspire Tower could be the bet for me now. He's a horse that I quite like, and he's got the better of Sam Warrior, who a lot of
0: people have been a massive fan of him. Yeah, look, I, I feel awful just rehashing what I said on the Christmas preview about, even though I, I took 20s about Sotwar in the summer, nothing him or Abba Calabres had done up to this point was as good as anything Silver Streak had done. Even, even in the Morgiana, they were beating practically still their own generation. Horse, you know, second season hurdlers, Jason the Militant and each other. There's no, there's no barometer there. In terms of what it's worth at the actual top level, up against top level horses, here, they've been found out as being not quite good enough. Charge is a bit of a weapon, over course and distance. Uh, runner up in the Champion Hurdle last season, he's second favourite now at a best price of eight to one. Look, he's, he's a horse who is, I, I think, is likely to make the frame. And I, I don't think he's a, a poor price either. I'm surprised you said you've got to be a lunatic to back Epiton, though now. Because uh, you, you qualified it with, the, with a statement I'd have almost thought would make you want to go the other way, saying she clearly wasn't herself. And if, if, you, can, if you can make an excuse for a horse, that isn't down to ability or trip and then just being on an off day. That that's when I sort of think, that's sort of profile that I look at and think, well, maybe this is going to be the right time. You know, we know she's better than she showed at Kempton. There's no recurring feeling if she's rubbish again at Cheltenham this time around. And yeah, fair enough. You probably want to be wary of her. But a best price of nine to four, that, that could look tasty, mate, come March. You know, obviously, she's not going to drift much further, and there are viable alternatives, you know, in Sharjah and Silver's Feet, both placed in the race previously. The younger brigade, Saltwater, so, well, probably needs to step forward, as I aspire Towers has been progressing, but it needs to be at a quicker rate than what it has been so far if he's to win a champion hurdle. I think Abercadabras. Again, sixteen's could look big given what he did in the Supreme last season, and he's 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 a great one winner this year over two miles. It doesn't take loads to forgive him. I think it's I think it'd be foolish to take that to take the epitome at face value, and if you think that that run is being factored into a price. And I wouldn't put anyone off the back, you know. Fair enough. For me, that's the sort of run that I don't mind ignoring if I feel I'm compensated with it in the price, and I don't think 9-4 is awful compensation. But I've already got two bets in the race, Jim. <laughs> I'm so glad I haven't played anything yet. Uh, who do you think wins it? If I were to tell you now give you a £5 free
1: bet. Where's it going? Nah. Ooh. I tell you what, if you give me a £5 free bet, and I know she might not turn up, but I'd whack it on Constati- uh, concertista.
0: Fair enough, bet, mate. We might as well touch the she one again over Christmas. I
1: was really impressed with what she's done, and, and she seems to have got her act together. Um... This season and and she did well. She did towards the end of last season, winning the Meza hurdle at Cheltenham, and um, I thought she absolutely blitzed the field uh, here. And def- I, I, I was of the opinion when she was uh, in a younger days, well, in the younger days last year and the year before, um, that I thought she went out and out two mile, and uh, they stepped her up to two four, and she she stayed on strongly. But I think a strongly run champion Hurdle, which is more than likely going to be, she could pick up the pieces later on. I don't think she'll beat Honeysuckle. That's my thing. And there's talks of Honeysuckle going for the champion Hurdle, but if that happens this year, after last year's debacle, um, I think I might cry. Um, I, 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 I like Constantista, and I'm hoping that they'll go this route. I don't think they will, but If you give me a fiver now, I'd I'd stick it on
0: her. Yeah, fair enough. That's very interesting. I I also, I think I'll give a mention to Salvia as well, who I felt shaped well enough on his first run for a while uh, at Christmas. I wouldn't rule him out if he steps forward from that. I'd like to see him run again. But as a starting point from over a year off, and a horse who's not had much racing, you know, he's a... He's in his fourth season over hurdles now. Which seems mental, given how lightly raced he is. I thought that was a reasonable starting point. I've heard others disagree and, you know, decide to write him off. But nah, not quite yet for me. The only real change to the staying hurdle division we had over Christmas, obviously, Paisley Park getting the better of time in the long walk, but over in Ireland, flooring Porter in the Leopardstown Christmas Hurdle. What did you make of this, Jim? Does, does this just... Is this just illustrative of how bad the division is over there beating Sayada Burley, who I, who I think I've seen every man and his dog put up as the winner for the uh, Stays Hurdle this season? Uh, I've Rapid- never quite... Sorry, though. I was going to say rapidly improving hurdler or... Bad race or a bit of both. Yeah,
1: fortunate in the fact that the race was a poor renewal and uh, sort of capitalized by a great piece of front-running riding by uh, John. Uh, sorry, John Moore, uh, Jonathan Moore. Um, I I don't get the hype we say of Burleigh at all. Um, people going, oh well, he's been targeted for Cheltenham on purpose. If he, were, if he was going to win a race, he'd have won this. Um, that's the perfect stepping stone, and he didn't. Uh, he's, he's not good enough at, at this level, and this race wasn't that good, and he'll be found out again at Cheltenham when Paisley absolutely smashes him, and time Miller will smash it. Um, I was slightly disappointed with French Dynamite. I was expecting something better there. They'd stepped him up to three miles, and being a point-to-point, I thought he'd have been all right. Um, but just just didn't look like he got the distance really. And it'd be odd to see what they do with him next. Probably an a hurdle for him. Um, it'd, it'd be something I'd like to see. The storyteller was given an odd ride. and uh, He was sort of kept towards the back and only really had to pounce late. And Florian Porter had already passed the finish line before he even started making a move. Um, I, I think Florian Porter, it's nice to see a, a, a syndicate have a chance to go to the festival in, in a big race like this, but I, I couldn't be having him for me. Um, I, I think the stairs are purely about two horses, and one of them is absolutely going to hose up in Paisley.
0: Yeah, I, I can agree. That's, side of Burley, i impressed me more this season than I had, uh, than he had before, to be fair. Look, time for him had his pretense win. I've mentioned this before, he was better than losing the guy Oscars win in the stairs last season coming out of the weights. It was a funny, funny race. Jonathan Moore got, you know, got a big start on them all aboard Florian Potter. But y- y- you'd have hoped a proper grade on horse would have been up to catching him, despite, you know, Florian Potter, he was still fine and just turned six. Rapidly progressive, you know. But, yeah, it, it was a funny one. you got a horse who were beaten off 1-1-9. One, one, with a £5 claimer on board at Navan in February. Winning a grade one. Great training performance from Gavin Conwell, who's one of the best operators in the game nowadays, in my opinion. But a funny event, a funny event. Fury Road flopped as well. Ended up going a favourite for this. Representing the Albert Bartlett form, which has worked out well this season. No sort of race. One thing I would take away from it. Would be how how against Ronald Pump at twenty to one? Would you be?
1: I won't be that against him.
0: Um, he was with John over Christmas, wasn't he? Yeah, he didn't run in this recent form. I think suggests he's the third best staying hurdler behind Paisley Park and Time Hill. And I think every single run, really, in the past eighteen months has been an improvement. Yeah, I'd have to agree. I've, you know. Look, he didn't turn up here. He'd have been who I'd have been with had he. And given the, given the general laughness of the Irish staying hurdlers, him getting close to Honeysuckle last time was as good as I know that was over two and a half miles, but as good a staying, as good a performance from an Irish horse likely to go to this race as you'll see in a while. Wouldn't put anyone off that, but yeah, hopefully we see Paisley in time. He'll, Meet again in the and Hopefully we see a mate again in the big one at the festival. Of a minor point on this, I was very disappointed not to see the storyteller entered for the Gold Cup because he might have been a little bit of an interesting one at 40-1. to 1. He's done really, really well this year. He still could be supplemented. I would have thought if that was a plan, he'd have gone for it. But look, he's a, he's a great one-winning chaser and he finished checking in and great one over hurdles in the same season. It, they don't have campaigning strangely but it seems to work, because he's half decent over both they were going to run him in the national last year weren't they, they were I wonder right. whether that's still the plan but yeah probably the best season of his life so far for the storyteller and he, he might he was going to be a sneaky each way a little point for me in the gold cup if we'd have recorded this as we were meant to last week <laughs> unfortunately the entries have come out and he's not with them gutted uh, do we want to do the novice chases or hurdlers first, Jimbo? Yeah, I'm not fussed. Whatever you want. See, I'll give, I'll give the man to, a bit of control. Give the man a bit of control. And he doesn't want it. So we say hurdlers, then, just because the Supremes at the top of <coughs> oh, Uh Two grade ones over Christmas won by Appreciate It and Metier. They're the two who head the Supreme bet in threes for Appreciate It. Sevens for Metier. Uh, you can then get 16 to 1 and bigger. The remainder, third time lucky, was another winner over Christmas. here, 16 to 1. Bally Adam down the field in the Supreme. He's also 16s The Ballymore. We saw Brayman's game romp home in the channel. He's the best price of 4 to 1. Appreciate it. He's 8. Bob Olinger and Gaillard Dumeni attends. We might see both of them at the weekend at Navan. And the Spud race, the Albert Battle. Statler heads a bet in there at 12-1. to 1. The likes of Brave Man's Game, Ashdale Bob, and also Gentleman's Game, who won at the weekend on his hurdles debut for Mouse Morris. He's 20-1. to 1. Uh, Jimbo, the free grade one then. Start at Town, Sorry, Leopardstown. Appreciate it, mate. He, he's better than I thought he was.
1: He was the best winner of the Grade 1s over Christmas. I was really, really impressed with him. Um, I wasn't necessarily a bigger fan as everyone else was going into the um, bumper last year. But this season, he's really impressed me in what he's done. Uh, he had a bit of a nothing race uh, at Cork where sort of just got into settle and jump. And, uh, he's beat a decent field in, in the... Champions Novice Hurdle. Um, there was a lot of nice horses in there who are good form. Uh, Bally Adam cost a lot of money and a lot of hype and uh, will be slightly disappointed with his performance. But he stayed on strongly and won well. Um, with Fernie Hollow being out for the season, it's looking like he's going to be the horse to go the supreme route. I think he's a cracking price at 3-1. And I think uh, it's going to be a pretty waft year this year uh in the Supreme Novice Hurdle.
0: Yeah, I'm struggling for much away from the top one if I'm honest. I I like appreciate it, and when I say I'm surprised I was surprised at how good he was. That wasn't because I thought he was a a poor horse and not a very run stand horse, but I didn't think he would be that quick. I I I wrote on Twitter about uh how i have, How I felt both he and Baliad could be vulnerable to a speed two mile I don't think there was actually one in there, but I appreciate it was much much stronger earlier in the race. Than I thought I thought it'd be you know potentially a, a flashing home second you know or winning in a bit of a street brawl. you know he's absolutely bullied them mm. she wins the supreme.
1: Yeah, and normally when I go in uh, to a Willie Mullins hot pot in the Supreme, it never normally ends well. So just be slightly <laughs> precarious that, um, that that might happen. I don't think I've ever tipped a Willie Mullins or back to Willie Mullins Supreme one.
0: Yeah, another minor point on him as well. I'd have loved Jeremy to be around for longer. Yeah. The amount, the, the variety of horses that Stallion came out with is absolutely unbelievable, you know, cool company, multiple Group 2 winning two-year-old, the Stallion himself now, very nearly won the Phoenix Stakes, and also sired you know, these sort of brutal point-to-pointers, appreciate it'll be a Gold Cup horse, surely, long term. Yeah, yeah. I think, he'd, I think he'd be as likely to win the Albert Bartlett as he would be to win the Supreme. I have no issue with the thought of him getting three miles even at this stage. Uh, but this, this was really, really good. Metier won the Tollworth. Jim. I'm not normally a fan of the Tollworth. I think it produces more poor winners than it does good, especially in recent years. That being said, a bad race doesn't mean a bad winner. We might see him in the Betfair Hurdle next time. Impossible not to say positive things about this. Really impressive and, and looked quite speedy. He did.
1: Um, it was a good performance. I wasn't that impressed, uh, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, it was a waff race, Waff performance. How, to how, a... sorry. i re- I was just sat watching it thinking, bloody L if there was out decent in this, it would have... Absolutely slaughtered up. There was that brief moment where he was just off the bridle, where you thought, "Is he going to pick up it?" Eh? And he, luckily he did. But if he didn't, that would have been an absolute dismal Talworth with Shaken up everywhere. No against, no, nothing against him, but he's a handicapper. I'm I'm not falling into the trap of the Talworth being good anymore. I'm absolutely over it. And this is a man who's had too many burnt fingers from that race. And he's, he, I genuinely I could not have Metier at seven to one. I'd rather – I genuinely – there's a, one at a price who impressed me the other day more than I thought he would, and, and I know it was a Catrick race, but bareback Jack, that was a really, really nice performance. He's 40s for the Supreme. He'd be a horse that I'd be interested to see where they'll go next with him, and then they'll go to Cheltenham. I think 40 to 1 is a decent price about him. I'd rather have 40s of bareback Jack than a grade 1 winner. I'd rather have a novice Hurdle winner at Catrick and a grade one winner.
0: Silence. Shock. The in-running the in comments on at the races. Metje's performance ends with impressive. Jimmy, <laughs> it was it was a waft performance. I love it, mate. I love the strong opinion. I think you're wrong. I not that I think Metje will win the supreme. But I think it's. Wrong to dismiss him so much. Although if he goes and win the, wins, the wins and wins a Betfair, he wins my two least favourite races of the season. Because the winner of the Tollworth and the winner of the Betfair Hurdle are the, is all are the always the two most overbet horses next time out. Always. <laughs> well, Betfair, the Betfair Hurdle is just a handicap. It's not a Grade One. Stop treating the winner of the Betfair like a Grade One horse almost every year. They have such a they have an awful record. I did the numbers of it last year. They always get beat, and they almost always go off favourite for the next start, no matter what sort of company it is. Uh,
1: So does this mean Miranda's going to win the champion hurdle when she wins the bet there? She'll
0: go off fourth. (laughs) Briefly third time, lucky. he's decent. He could run into a place. Fourth in the champion bumper last season. Probably should be unbeaten over hurdles. Got done by a really, really good ride-on for pleasure at Cheltenham. But what the better a flick over you at Kempton?
1: No, no, no. Onto victory would have won that. He, he was fortunate that he didn't stay on his feet. OK. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs>
0: Shut you down. Simple ass bang. Uh Jim, the Ballymore, have we seen the winner of that in Brave Man's game?
1: No. So we, we were having a, a, a brief chat about this before we came on. And I really, really like Brave Man's game and I think he's a very good horse. But... He's, if you offered me 7-2 Brave Man's game for the Ballymore or 3-1 to one, appreciate it for the Supreme I'd be appreciating it all day long I think he's a lot better horse than him however Brave Man's game could easily win the Ballymore but I couldn't be backing him at 7-2 I, I think that's a ridiculously short price um, <laughs> there's other horses in the race who I'd be willing to look at now, and there's a horse that I have played in the last week, uh, who runs, who we'll talk about later uh, in a in a preview, but um, the race sort of fell apart a bit, um, well the Oscar wasn't right, does he know, has his mind of his own, uh, Stargate was sort of, I don't think he was right in the end, I think he's out for the rest of the season, and the Glancing Queen I don't think stayed the distance, um, so Overall, I think he was fought. I think the winning distance over exaggerated his performance. Don't get me wrong, I thought it was a really, really good uh, ride and performance to, to, to win it. But I think the winning distance was slightly over exaggerated. Um, he's a very, very nice horse. Do I think he'll win the belly more? Yes. Do I think he's a stupid price? Yes.
0: Again, mate, I'm not sure how much I agree with you because I really like Stargate. And this man slaughtered him all ends up, whilst looking like there'd be more to come. Admittedly, he's had the chance to go out and prove it. Whereas Bob Olinger, Gaillard Demony, they haven't quite yet. Uh, Bob Olinger, is entered at nation in the grade one there at the weekend. As is Ashdale Bob, who's at 25, so he beat Holy Macapone last time out. So I, I appreciate that he's, he's forced whilst Bob Olinger's 10s when Bob Olinger this time next week might be sixes. You know what I mean? But he sets a very, very good standard, mate. Replicates the Chawla performance. It's going to take something very, very decent to beat him. I was half trying to look at one or two of who I think might hit the frame in the Ballymore over Christmas. Bally Adam, I half retained faith in Reminds me a little bit of Andy Dufresne last season, in that I think he might be written off by people expecting him to be brilliant at things that I don't think he looks like he should be. I know we won the Royal Bond, didn't look like a two miler to me, even in winning that. Step up in trip for me for for Bally Adam, should seem to better effect. Not quick enough over two miles and it was probably disappointing even with it being over the wrong trip wouldn't rule him out of showing an improved performance if he were to run in the Ballymore especially with you know two of those above him in the betting are appreciate it and Metier they're both likely to run in the Supreme and then you've just got Bob O'Hinger and Guy Ademone. so for an each way bet could be worse ones similar enough to say about Ingolo, who was very very bad at Christmas but now he's 33-1, always looks like he'll want further. Probably not the most confident proposition I'll ever put up on this. But I think he can make a case as to why he'll be better over further. And we do know that he is better than he showed at Christmas. He can't have regressed so much in such a short space of time. Unless, you know, his leg fell off. <laughs> <laughs> So I can do that. So what I'm doing here is I'm 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 trying to make cases for two horses who've had their asses handed to them. Because Brave Man game just looks very superior. Nichols were talking about Denman after him, which isn't going to help with the price. But I could say exactly what he meant. And this fellow looks a little bit more forward than Denman does. He looks a little bit more hurdly than Denman did.
1: Mm. Is he going to be able to walk through a fence,
0: though? That's all that matters, mate. That is all that matters. Uh, anything on the potato race? It's not a race I like looking at this early in the season, to be fair, but Sattler won all Christmas and he's favourite.
1: It's not a race I've given a, a great lot of thought about. And, no, like you, I don't really make my mind up till next month.
0: Fair enough, buddy. Going over fences, mate. The two-mile... Novice chases We saw it at Christmas. Shishkin will win the Arkley win everything. He won the Wayward Lad. Uh, we also saw Frank de Port get the better of Darvastar and Felix Deji in Leopardstown's Grade 1. Uh, surely it's all academic, though.
1: Yeah. Um, I think the Novice chases are fairly simple. You know who are going to win them, basically. Shishkin and Violin and Monkfish. Nothing like nothing unoriginal about it. I just think they've all got very, very good chances.
0: One thing I would say, and look, I, I mapped him and he got turned over. Felix says you'll turn the former on in Franco Port if they meet again. Felix went so quick. Look at where Franco came from compared to where Felix came from. The ones who were up there were out on their ass. Franco Deport stayed further over as a hurdler, who's a mid-one for his hurdler, probably has improved for offence. But I, <laughs> I think uh, it was a case of Felix Deji cutting his own head off and the only horse who had any amount of stamina left at the end because he was so restrained picked up the pieces to run into second if I was to give you an each way bet then because Shishkin's odds on already then you've got 10 to 1 next in the betting all mankind who's the each way angle in the Arkle? Uh.
1: Boring, but it would have to be all mankind, wouldn't he? He were impressive. Um, but on both of his start-up fences, I know I'm not necessarily being the biggest fan of him, but he'd certainly be the horse that would be chasing Olmschuskin, I think.
0: Fair enough, mate. Fair enough, I wouldn't. I wouldn't uh, disagree with that immensely, although... 20 to 1 for Captain Guinness. I don't think he's a poor price. From an h Wave proposition. Saw the real him last time out. He looked a little, He looked much better. Andy Dufresne. Win the Ryan Gold Cup with him. Fairy House, two and a half miles. A bad trade one. That's what we should do with him. Don't send him to Cheltenham. Uh, nothing too much, I guess, really, regarding the Marsh. Col Reeve won the for him getting up t- uh, to battle back. A head of pencil full of lead, brave performance from the mayor. She's favourite for the mayor's chase. In some books, couldn't entirely see why, and I'd, that's surely more winnable than the marsh.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm a big fan of Colreevi, and hopefully she'll run well in the mayor's chase. I, I think she's she's if her stable companions don't turn up. I think she'll be have a bang good chance there. I'd rather go for that.
0: We normally would have had the dipper to talk about uh, regarding the middle distance of his chases as well. Unfortunately, that's been uh, rearranged. So the RSA, Jim, I, I mean, like you said, do all three of them just do the same? Do we just see the three and his hurdles from last season win the three of his chases? Monkfish getting the better of latest exhibition once again, uh, in the Leopard's race in the Corto Star, Shan Blue got the better of the big breakaway. Fascinating debate this, Jim, because I think it'd be a really interesting race without monkfish, but I just I absolutely love him. I texted you after it and I said, I think, I think he's currently my favourite horse in training.
1: Yeah. He, he he's a right animal, he's beautiful we've said it many a time, why name such an ugly fish after such a beautiful horse um, jumps really well, chasing's always been the aim of the game for him he knows what to do at a fence, if he jumps round and he's sound he'll win this easy, it's 2-1 still around I think, it's a cracking price um, I, th- I thought this, this exhibition ran with so much credit is that horse who I thought was going to win the Albert Battle last season and was agonisingly close behind Monkfish. He he's always goes a bit under the radar, and he was disappointed behind Pencil Fuller lead uh, two starts ago. But he back right back to form here. Ran a cracker behind Monkfish, and had to slightly just get him off the bridle a bit to get him moving, but good performance by Monkfish. I'm of the opinion that the big breakaway will beat Shamblou in the RSA. Um, I thought Shamblou jumped really well, and and that's what won the race. Big breakaway didn't, and the sharp track of Kempton just completely put him off his stride. And uh, They're trying to make him uh, and show him that he's got gears, but I don't think he has. I think he's just slow. Um, It'd be interesting to see where they go with him. They'll probably come here. I'd quite like to see him in the National chase, but that's something that won't happen. I, I
0: could not... Yeah, I could not be any more stronger in disagreement with you wanting to see that clutch over such an extreme test of stamina, mate. I think, I actually think the RSA will suit him. And I think he's a bigger danger to Monkfish than latest exhibition. Mm. Because the engine's there. I saw Paul Nolan after the race saying, you know, he felt deflated with what the latest exhibition did, which I understand because the horse keeps running, running his out and running to his best and on, on all evidence so far he's just not quite as good as Monkfish <sighs> like I said, there's not too much else I think to say about that, Shamblum jumps really well but I don't think he st- he'll stay in the RSA, I'd rather see him in the marsh uh, you did talk about the big breakaway for the four miler Two horses we saw all over Christmas, who would be on my shortlist for that, above Dickie Diver and Royal Pagai, who's also got a Gold Cup entry. Uh, I think Venetius' horse will stay, and he'd probably be my idea of the four-mile arena if they wanted to go down that route at the minute. Anything else on the novice chases for you, Paul?
1: Well, um, no, I think that's everything.
0: No stress, mate. Briefly, mate, this weekend's racing... Uh, like we touched upon, we don't quite have the decks for the grade one at Nace on Sunday, so we aren't going to go into depth on that. Like I say, Bob Olinger up in there, Blue Lord, Ashdale Bob. Uh, probably the most interesting runners in that event. Three races we'll talk about though this weekend briefly. Uh, the Lanza Gym at Kempton. Big handicap, 20 runners. Good event this year. Where are you going? The bet six to one ever go. Eights one true king. Ten's Glyn and Misty Whiskey. Twelves hunters call the White Mouse 14's bar. Um, Lou, are you not
1: tipping big Glyn in
0: this? I've got one I quite like.
1: Go on, I'll now, let you go
0: first. Obviously, I'd love for Glynn to win this. And I see why he's see why he's tens. I see why people think he's got a chance. Uh, I don't mind Shantang, who saw off a horse i rather like in Southfield Harvest uh, at Ascot, two starts ago. fell at Wincanton over Christmas. But it's fair that, whether it be in October, it's a race that's working out fairly well behind Aravedicci, trying to get that Italian name right, and Warlord. <laughs> Those horses have, well, did well first half of the season. You know, Warlord was a winner at Haydock. River Ditchie as well had won earlier that season. So, I think that form looks half-decent. Off a mark of 130, Emma Lovell's horse looks like he's improving, certainly improved on each of his last two uh, completed starts. 40 1, I don't think it's a poor price.
1: No. no. I, I, I like your case there. I, I think he's got a, a decent chance. Um, my Sort of look at this race. I, I keep going in with him, and I think he might pop in up in something like this. It's Hunter's Call. I'm a, I'm a big fan of him. He's fourth in the Galway Hurdle behind Aramon uh, in July, and ran with a lot of credit last time uh, behind Kates. And the form of that since been boo- boo- boosted. Mint Condition and Look My Way. Lewis was strong on the chances of Mint Condition and delivered over Christmas. And Look My Way finished second behind him as well, so the form's been stacked up since um, he, he just, he travelled into the race with supreme ease and he just didn't have anything else to take him with him, because I'm not saying he's necessarily a bridle horse, but he's a horse that comes into the race travelling smoothly, and he just didn't have anything to take him with him and if you go back to his form uh, at Ascot uh, in 2017 he beat Silver Streak, and now look, look what's happened um, I, I think 12-1's a fair enough price about him and I, I think he's certainly interesting
0: Fair enough there mate not too much else in terms of a long range tipping at Kempton the sylvaini County Conti chase Imperial is a short enough price favourite already holds on to get the better of master Tommy Tucker Riders on the Storm and Clondor Castle I think Imperial Aura wins that Jim
1: I'm, I'm jury still out for me, and I'd, I'd back the Tommy Tucker in a smaller race, it'll certainly suit him a lot more. Um, I think he'll drag Imperial Aura along. It'd be interesting to see how uh, he responds to that.
0: There's also the well-keel hurdle, which has been rearranged from the Cheltenham meeting on New Year's Day. Tidy enough little grade 2, this. A lot of horses that don't appear to have much between them on paper. 13 to 8 McFabulous. Horse you never call. Mine to two, some of Somerville boys. 7, so 1, Thomas Darby. 10s call me lord. 16s on the blind side and indefatigable. <coughs> what about see landing here, mate?
1: Uh, fabulous back down to 2 mile 5. I think this would be certainly more up his street. He ran with a lot more credit than I thought uh, in the long distance hurdle than I thought he would. Uh, just no extra later on and step up to three miles, he just didn't quite get home. Back to two mile, five, he's been here, done it, bought the T-shirt. Not in this company, though, but I think he's highly progressive, and I think he'll take all the beating. I know he's very unoriginal at 13-8, to Uh, but I think Somerville bar, Lewis, you've always um, talked about how underappreciated he is, really, Uh, and you fancied him to win that A-Tree Hurdle early on in the season, and he's probably the horse that's going to be following him in behind into second.
0: I think some of them will win this. Do you think? Yeah, I do. I think everything he's done, uh, really, the past year and a half has been good, and I think he's held his form well this season. I think you can, you can either make excuses for him, or say he's been beaten by better horses. When all his start this year, you know, kicked off the campaign with a win at Aintree in a similarly enough race, Thomas Darby and Colby Lord. Re-oppose here. He can get away. Over three miles against inferior opposition. But he's not the strongest stayer at the trip, is he? No. And I was happy enough with his running the long distance hurdle. Obviously, Paisley Park and Time Hill are fabulous all ahead of him. Forms about as strong as you can get over that trip. And again, he ran well over there. And, and back over the shorter trip last time out in the international. Probably just doesn't quite have the pace for that trip anymore. wasn't a mile away, obviously. It, it was a very, very strange race. You know, no hurdles being jumped in the home straight. But that that was, you know, solid grade two standard form over a trip that isn't his optimum. I think I felt that was a fine, fine enough run. Obviously, he's still got three pounds to give to McFabulous. And I can see why McFabulous is the favourite, given that, like some of the little boy, you'd expect him to be better over two and a half than three. But thirteen to eight and nine to two wouldn't have the disparity that much. Anything else at Kempton, mate? A couple of decent
1: um, races. Um, Yeah, like I said there's some nice races, um, but um, just the main fancies, McFabulous Fabulous and, um, and
0: Hunter's Call. Yeah, the Coral Finale Juvenile Hurdle is the other grade one that's at Chip, so again rearranged. Uh the one twenty-five there, Nassalam, even money favourite. Hugh, who, Greece, one hundred thirty-five to one. Adagio, eight, Ellen Valley, twenty to one. Bar. I think this should be pretty simple for the uh, for the mare horse, really. Yeah,
1: you'd think yeah. so. Um, I, 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 he's he's run really impressively in both Fontwell Juvenile hurdles but he's beat absolutely nothing. So it'd be interesting to see what happens here. He's got more opposition in this. Um, I kept my eye out on Yigdrasil of uh, Nick Williams. I was impressed with how he rallied last time uh, behind Ellen Valley Valley and Hudson de Grosjeu since won. Um, If the ground's heavy, which is more than likely it will, that will certainly suit him. He he seemed to go through the ground last time. He might be a horse who might back each way. He was very green. uh, And the Williams is normally by the horses as stalls and then bring them through. Um, So, they'll have had him from being fairly young and uh, he will have improved a lot for that race, we saw one of Jane Williams's that I really fancied over Christmas and fell at the last uh, at Kempton in that juvenile the names just escaped me um, but uh, I think 20 to 1 each way could be a decent enough prize, I, I wouldn't be surprised I know Ellen Valley absolutely holes up last time but I wouldn't be surprised if he reversed the form with Ellen Valley
0: Yeah fair enough there mate, I don't look at I've spoken about this before. I'm not a mad fan of uh, early season juvenile hurdles being grade ones at all, if I'm honest. Although, Zanna here was very, very good at Christmas. He's feeling the standard setter in this division. Probably worth mentioning French Seal as well, who's been bought by O'Donnells after his win for Elmery Holden. They look a weak bunch enough at the minute, though, to the British juveniles, and I think Nassalam is by some distance the most impressive of those. We've seen last two wins have been by 48, 49 lengths and 59 lengths. Probably take some stop in Hougar is form in France. He's decent without being unspectacular. We know what Paul Nichols can do though, bringing French types low, but at the minute he's probably priced up on yard rather than form. Adagio is solid. Adagio is, is solid. And he's probably, in my head, the likeliest one to chase Nassau on home, but fitting the more, horse despite you know racing against much inferior horses has looked exciting and probably wins. Yeah,
1: yeah. Fair, fair enough.
0: The Welsh National, Jim, sort of race I like to get stuck into. Nothing actually standing out for me this season, though. I find it a bit tricky. What about you? Um,
1: my um, opinion does have stayed the same from what they were going into this race. I'm, I'm a fan of Lord Um over a trip that will certainly be more up his street. We last saw him run over this style of trip in the National Chase last year. He's ran over a three-mile hurdle, which was a nice introduction, where he did get injured, uh, sadly, and, and then um, was back in the Sefton over two-five, which didn't suit at all. Um, three-mile six here. He'll stay. He'll like the ground. Uh, a three-pound off his back, he'll certainly be a help, and a marker one-five-two would be impressive. It's a race that normally... The lower weights tend to do fairly well in, um, so it'd be interesting to see how he, it goes here. But I think I think this year more than any, it's more of a tick box. Does he stay? Yes. Does he like the ground? Yes. Um, rather than the handicap mark.
0: We're on the same lines, mate. I'm also going to put up Dominey.
1: Well, there we go. We're not double napping him this week.
0: No, we are. But again, this is the first time this season he's been in a race that plays to his strengths. Conditions also played to his strengths as he should do at the weekend, and I don't think he ran well I se- uh, don't think he ran badly in the Sefton. I thought he travelled well enough throughout. Yeah, yeah. And uh, coming to you know three four out, I was kind of thinking he might actually hit the frame here. Weakened a bit quickly, but but we know he's better than that. A mark of one five two, off what he was doing last season. I don't think he's unfair with Paul O'Brien taking another three off. 14 to 1. There's a, lot, there's a lot that is in his favour, and he's good enough to win a race like this. So, yeah, he'd, he'd be where I'd go, although, look, Secret Reprieve is clearly on a gift mark, and he's the right favourite. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. Mm-hmm. Anything else across the weekend, Jim, before we get to our naps?
1: Um I have quite a busy tracker this weekend. Um, I have Tidal Flo running. He's in the tracker for this weekend. Uh, for Philip Hobbs, he's at Wincanton. My turf talk to I have to follow sizeable Sam runs at Wing Canton in a handicap I think the mark of one too far I think that's workable. Rex Dingles riding in, um Good course form and distance, and uh, I think he'll run well at a price. And a couple of all weather horses that I've got uh, this weekend. Raymond Tusk, who was Liam's horse to follow last season. Starsheba, a horse I've got a bit of time for, and I think Mark was a bit steep, but I, I, back into a maiden, I, I think she, uh, he might do well enough in that, and, and should probably take the And I think there's an Archie Watson purchase of Godolphin that he's against, but I think he, he should uh, get his head in front for the first time. And Assad, who I've, for some reason, had in my tracker a couple of weeks ago, won at 16-1 to 1 and then I, I, I didn't back him for some reason but um, he's back out again at Chelmsford um, and I think that's all of them I think, yeah, Delmar Rockets running on Sunday at Exeter in a National Flat Race, he ran with plenty of credit last time at Carlisle and I think the first two home might be all pretty decent um, but he was slightly green, I, I, I think he'll he should get his head in front on Sunday.
0: Fair enough, mate. Your three picks for the nap comp, please.
1: Um, my nap of the weekend will come in the Relicule, be mcfabulous My next best will be... I'm taking Imperial or on in the Sylvan Yarko goal. Master Tommy Tucker. And I'll go... My reserve will be Laudamini in the Welsh National.
0: I'm going to start in a race you've not mentioned yet, the 3.57 at Kempton, Malaya, uh, being ridden by Kevin Brogan, who's well worth his £7 claims. She's not won for a while, um, coming up two years but has ran a couple of decent races in defeat. Seventh in the Betfair Exchange Trophy last time out, and then run, uh, runner up to Kid Commando uh, over that same course and distance at Ascot back in October prior to that. She's now down to a mark of 138, which I think she should be well capable of striking off. You know, she, she's run well enough off higher. Her last winning Grade 3 company came off 136, so we've broken £7 claim. That, that ends up being 131. She's a horse who's creeping here and there down the weights and certainly isn't isn't uh, being unduly punished for being beaten in defeat 6-1 to for her to win that 2 mile handicap, this is an easier race than she she usually runs in to be fair I think she should be dangerous and is the one to take the beating in that my next best mate will also it'll come in the Lanzarote I'm going to go Shantan to beat my own horse. No, oh, <laughs> uh, I hope he doesn't, I hope Glenn. Absolutely. Oh well can I say that? Can I put up can I can I can I nap comp a horse who I want to get beat? <laughs> is this is this a clear conflict of interest? Is this why people are the dockys aren't allowed to bet? Uh, I understand that, to be fair. I, look, I, I like the case for Shantan. I think he's overpriced at 14-1. I, I, can't, I can't go against Flynn. So I'll, I'll next best Somerville boys so we can go up against you. Fair enough. Um. In the ranking. Well, just at the price, if Mac Fabulous is 13-8, I don't think Somerville boys should be 9-2. And there was one at Wincanton I had half an mm. eye on. Let me find the time of the race. Uh, of a mark of one one two seven, Molino was runner up off the same mark last time out at Ludlow. Also ran fairly well, of two pound higher between a Gold and Ibleo. We saw that, that's really really strong form over two miles. This is a worse race. Uh, there's a lot of horses in this really who haven't been in the most consistent of form. He's five to two to get the mm-hmm. better of Glashue. Uh, for the uh, for the Paul Nichols team, who's a two to one favourite for that, but look, I know the Colyntees are. It's not been their year so far, but Molly is one who was putting more good runs and bad this season, and he's on a mark that he should be capable of winning from. He'd be my reserve. Yeah, you yeah, I oh. like him as well. Means he clearly comes last. <laughs> uh, thanks to everyone. Uh, for running through that hopefully we've give you some more pointers to hopefully who might be doing some winning at the Cheltenham Festival and hopefully we've picked you up for you this weekend uh, thanks for Watson for being on the line he's probably got an editing as job as there. always
1: thank you for being on the other end
0: yeah well he's got an editing job because the, the last I live with as a came, came in for some and I, I said to her she could go she could, she could have my gin which I don't know why, because I, obviously I don't drink anymore, but I've still got a bottle of gin from when I did, and I'm like, oh, it's, it's 30 quid. i will just give given 30 quid.
1: <laughs> the time <tight laughs> you're your you will never not think
0: that. I could have given it as a present. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> Good choice. <laughs> <for> you <laughs> though, Brockmans. I'll give you that that, that. that I got one for Christmas, and it was an ex- it's an exceptional view. I
0: could have I given that as a present. Could have given it. No, I'll be thinking about it all night. <laughs> what a shambles. Uh that sums up this podcast quite well. Uh we are gonna sort another Doc Top out as well. Uh thanks to everyone who listened to that. The reception's been really, really decent and I enjoyed doing it. I hope Jim enjoyed doing it. I did. I did. Good. Or else. Uh so yeah, we'll sort another one of them out. Might be monthly or something like that. Uh I've waffled on for far too long now. So, bless up, see you in a bit. See you soon, stay safe.